Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Sarah Spear. Sarah is a self-publisher of Techie Children's Books, the My Little Geek series, as well as a weekly podcaster. Her podcast, The Parentalist, is for parents who love business and love their families. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited that you're my guest, and I detect a little bit of an accent. Can you tell me where you're calling from? I'm from Auckland here in New Zealand on the bottom of the world. <laughs> oh, beautiful New Zealand. It's it's on my list. Ever since I saw The Lord of the Rings, like everybody else, I wanted to see New Zealand. <laughs> so you're very fortunate to live in such a beautiful, beautiful place. And I'm also a follower. So yes, yeah. it's great. I'm also a follower of your of your podcast, uh, Parentalist. And I wanted to specifically ask you, not so much about podcasting, but your passion for it and how you find the balance between being a mom and um, doing what you love. Because I think a lot of women think about the idea of work-family balance as, okay, my time of work for pay versus my family time. But there are other kinds of work that we do, and part of it is just the passion that we have for our interests. So can you tell us a little bit about how you balance those things? Well, first of all, I just want to say I think it's just um, amazing to follow your passion because I find when I do follow my passion, I am a better person. <laughs> I'm more happier because I'm doing, I feel fulfilled and more energized to be a better mum. So if you're not following your passion, please have, have a think and, and see what you can do. But my children, my youngest is four and my eldest is six. And so I started podcasting just after she turned three, I think, my youngest. And so she was still at home a lot of the time. There were a couple of days she'd go to a crash, a couple of mornings. And so even if I had like two hours, I would kind of just cram in. But it's amazing how efficient you can be and focused you can be when you've only got a specific amount of time. And also when they, um, also what I found is, is, when they're in bed, so after 7.30 at night, I could do interviews or work on it and also before they got up in the morning. So I'm not really a morning person, but hey, I really love it, <laughs> what I'm doing. So sometimes you've just got to get up early and, and make it happen. Well, what do you think about this? I mean, sometimes if your passion involves something that you do at home and you notice dirty laundry that needs to be washed or things that need to be picked up, um, sometimes for moms, especially, it can be distracting and they go, oh, okay, I'm going to get to my passion after <laughs> I do all of this other stuff that needs to be done around the house. Um, how do you discipline yourself? Well, I guess discipline is a good word, <laughs> setting boundaries. Um, I had Mondays, it used to be Tuesdays, but I've put aside Mondays where I do the housework. I um, normally have a messy house because the kids just love to play and I just let them do it. <laughs> and so I Monday I clean the house and do some tidying. And so today is Tuesday, so I feel free to be able to to do my passion because I know that that is done. Um, I kind of don't do laundry unless it's maybe if I say 10 o'clock I'm going to start or 9.30 I'm going to start. Then I might, you know, say, okay, I can do half an hour of tidying up or putting the laundry on if I um, 
and then before I get started or perhaps yeah I just wait till 12 o'clock pick up um, Sophie from kindy um, or preschool and then come home put the washing on and, and do that kind of thing because it's that kind of no-brainer kind of things you know whereas that focused time in the morning I really want to dedicate to to my passion so <laughs> well, I think it's really important what you said a couple of things here that I like to pick up on um, you need to be organized to some degree to have a schedule and fit your passion into your schedule and and prioritize it in the same way well not at the same level of course of your children's needs but but when you have opportunities to make time for your passion, what is it that you choose to do? As you say, um, you know, you can spend um, a little bit of time, but very focused, tidying up, and then you will still have time to do your passion. I also love what you said a little bit earlier about it makes you a happier person when you do what you love to do outside of being a mom. As much as we love being parents, um, there's a part of us that is is a unique individual. And uh, for those of you who may not have thought about this yet, I can tell you since my children are all grown up, they do eventually leave the house. And if you think, <laughs> if you think about your passion as a garden, if you don't continue to nurture it, when your children leave the house, you may either forget what you love to do or be so disconnected from it that you no longer believe that you can do it. And that would be a terrible, terrible loss. Absolutely. So any you you were mentioned in our pre-chat that you actually started your passion when your children were a bit older, is that right? Yes, my, my son was 12 at the time, and he was in the sixth grade, beginning what we call middle school. And my daughter was 17, and she was a senior in high school. Um, you know, the year before you go off to university. And so in a way, it was much easier for me than for you, for example, with a six-year-old and a four-year-old. But what I tell people um, when they, they look at my website or they say, my goodness, you've published 11 books, you do so much stuff. And, and it it really comes from do, being willing to to keep watering the garden a little bit of it at a time. Those those things really do build up and and don't abandon your dream because the children will begin needing you less and less. They'll have more of a social life, and um, your ability to continue doing what you love is, as you say, will make you a happier person. I personally think it makes you a better mom because you're a great role model. Absolutely. And I just love that, you know, matter if you have young children like me or a bit older children like you, we can all find a little bit of time and it's not too late to start, you know. Some people might start with their kids are babies <laughs> or they might start with their kids are teenagers and maybe off um, out of the house. So, you know, it's never too late to find your passion and, and just give it a go and fit it in. Let's talk about finding your passion for podcasting. Well, obviously you didn't grow up as with a idea of being a podcaster because there was no such thing. Nice. So how did you discover what it is that you'd love to do so much? Well, I actually, when I look back, I think when I was in, when I was seven or eight years old, I was one of the last people to be picked in, <laughs> in a game or something. And I just remember that's all right, because one day I'm going to talk to important people and important people are going to know me. Wow. Now, podcasting did not exist. So I had no idea what it would look like or anything. But um, about just over probably a year, a year and a half ago, 
I got an upgrade on my phone due to an insurance um, claim and and I started listening to podcasts and they were saying, you know, what is your passion? You know, what do you want to do? If you just sat down and thought about it, well, my things are, I love encouraging parents and I love meeting new people. So podcasting just seemed really great for me. Yeah. And and now that you've got a podcast going, um, how, how do you let people know about it? How do you um, expand your challenges? I know for myself, I'm a writer and... Um, I started writing children's books um, for young children, picture books, which are not as easy as they seem to be. But um, I always like to to kind of expand my goals for myself. Right now I'm working on a teen novel, which is, oh my goodness, really challenging. <laughs> but um, awesome. I, um, I think it's really important as we engage in our passion also to keep ourselves um, open to expanding our skill set and our talents. So um, you say you started your podcast a year and a half ago? Yeah, um, we're just coming up to our birthday here in November. Wonderful. Um, so really excited about that. So I've got um, been asking my previous um, guests from that year, you know, what's their favorite um, kids party game that they used to do? <laughs> and so that's been quite fun finding out what everyone's favorite was. But um, yeah, um, when our kids were even littler, we, we actually started um, a, a My Little Geek series. So an ABC Shapes and Numbers um, little books, just like you actually. So, so it's kind of just, you know, we just find what we like and we actually do it you know we we self-published ah, three books mm-hmm. we you know I learnt the skills of podcasting as you know it's not just simple like no, push go and there you are um <laughs> and he was really good and making sure that that I was in the right place and doing the right things which is it shows her expertise because she knows what's going to look good um but it's just yeah there's so much to learn and so I think when you're continually learning and and also I, I actually like to aim really high with my guests like I've asked JK Rowling she said no but you asked and that's (laughs) great (laughs) those kind of people you know I'm just gonna ask and then it makes people who are equally important but perhaps a bit more accessible when you say well I tried JK Rowling so I might as well try this famous entrepreneur and they might say yes and every now and then they do so it's just like oh that's great (laughs) okay so what I hear you saying Sarah is that you're expanding your skill set by maybe getting up the courage to reach out to someone very famous and ask and then when they say yes and I'm sure they will (laughs) when that person (laughs) says yes you're going to be very prepared and you're going to make sure that you're very professional in all aspects of your podcasting. I also like what I heard you say about, I got the idea and we just did it. There are a lot of people who feel um, somehow that those of us who are productive have some special secret to getting things done. And, <laughs> um, you know, people say to me, oh, I've always wanted to be a writer. And in jest, I say, well, what do you need? Do you need a pencil? <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you you sure. can you can just do it, especially nowadays when we have the technology not only to produce content, we have the means to distribute the content. It's so, so affordable too, isn't it? Yes. So, what words of encouragement would you have for someone who's in our audience right now, saying, "I love to talk to people, I love to ask questions and learn about people. I think I would be a great interviewer." 
Sarah, how can I be a podcaster? I'm scared. What can I do? Well, um, there's many great training things out there. I'm actually going to be putting together a training how to podcast um, together in the next, I'm going to say six months. I mean, ideally in the next month, but I'm trying to be realistic here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But people like Pat Flynn have free content on how to do a podcast as well. Um, But also I'd, I'd... encourage you to reach out to other podcasters. Um, I reached out to Annie um, to join my family podcast community on Facebook. We, which basically I just, you know, contacted a whole lot of people in the same industry that I'm in and just said, hey, shall we just connect as a group, you know, and there's also Podcasters Paradise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just about, you know, being there to help each other out or, you know, someone might have a question that you might have an answer to, but yeah, there's, I think, you can do some research yourself. Um, you need probably need a good microphone. Um, I use Adobe Audition. Um, you could possibly use GarageBand. Um, I use Linen and Soundflower. Um, they are both um, free to use. And um, some he- headphones. Make sure you got some headphones in because um, it just and plug-in microphone. Yeah, I think you're ready to go. You know, it's really not that hard. And I actually practiced on my friends, which is a really good idea. <laughs> in, my, in my first interview with my best friend, she lives in Australia. Um, I couldn't hear her for, for half an hour. I had no idea what I'd done wrong. <laughs> it was just a simple setting I had incorrectly. But I'd rather do it with a friend than <laughs> an important entrepreneur or, or anybody else because it just makes you look unprofessional so um and another friend I did it I don't know what happened with my recording but it was lost I didn't save it properly so it was completely lost so now I save it twice (laughs) everything I do yeah so and in my interview with with um New Zealand's entrepreneur of the year last year Rod Jury it was incredible opportunity I had three hours he said yes we did the interview at 7.30, maybe it's four hours. I quickly looked on Google. Instead of going to his website for the bio, I actually went to Wikipedia, rattled off a whole lot of stuff about him because I wanted to, to you know, didn't want to miss anything out. Right. And which was, I, yeah, I just use two sentences nowadays. <laughs> and he said, oh, that's yeah, that, yeah, that's a bit incorrect there. It's <laughs> like, oh no. But you know, he was very graceful, and and I think you'll find a lot of people are, you know, and so just roll with it, have a positive attitude, and <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it is really, <laughs> it's really funny, and I do find that most people, um, when I approach them, especially if they have a new book or something they're they're wanting to promote, it's very easy to get a guest. To say yes, because as I see it, it's a win-win situation. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left, Sarah. It's been so delightful. Boy, did it go fast. Um, I wanted you to just give us a couple of tips on once you get this awesome podcast in the can, as we say, it's done. How do you let people know that it's there for them to, to enjoy and learn from? Well, social media is the best way to go. Um, Twitter, I think, has been quite effective for quite a few podcasters. Um, and I think the way to go with Twitter is hashtag. So hashtag, um, if it's about, if you're interviewing someone, an entrepreneur, for example, and it's about marketing, hashtag marketing, hashtag um, entrepreneur, 
hashtag as much as you can <laughs> to try and attract people um, to to that podcast. Um, share it on social media. Share it with your friends as well. I have a social media, um, a Facebook, the Parentalist website, um, Facebook page, and then I share it again to my friends as well. And I find uh, at the moment I get more interaction with my friends than I do on the the, the Facebook, um, the Parentalist Facebook page. So it's just you know, just trying things out. Um, another way is to be a guest on other people's show and, um, yeah, and just getting in contact with other people and, yeah, actually sharing it with um, other blog sites as well. If you had a really awesome um, interview with someone who's really hot at the moment or really rel- um, really appropriate for that blog or that um news site we'll just get in touch with them and see if they'll share it as well it's no harm in trying right (laughs) well you need persistence and and you need you know i was thinking as you're talking people people are willing to share things that are good quality but you have to be willing to share your own stuff so you need the confidence that what you've produced here is worth people's time in listening and i think that bit of confidence also goes into anything that you follow your passion about that um, sometimes I think women, especially when they become moms, they say, okay, well, um, I'm being a mom now and the other stuff, you know, I wasn't really ever very good at it anyway. I loved it, but you know, it wasn't, you know, so all those voices that kind of um, make you less confident. I think it's really important to tell those voices, shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to yeah, do, definitely. I'm going to do this now. And, um, you will find that most of the things that you're passionate about really are a skill. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Absolutely. <laughs> so before yeah. we leave, Sarah, can you give us, uh, my listeners and my viewers, please, uh, uh, some a URL on where they can find out more about your work and your podcast? Theparentalist.com is the best way to find out about my podcast. Sarahspear.com has a bit of information about me and and other things that I get up to as well. I I had just one more question because before we mentioned role modeling, I want to know what your six and four-year-old think about your podcast. um, I don't really think they know much about it, to be honest. Um, I just tell them about it often they've but, not listened yeah, I just, no no I don't really think it would interest them but I do I have I ex- started exercising about a year ago and it's really cool to see them copy me come and join me exercising and that kind of thing so yeah role modeling with exercise I think is really really good too very good very good okay well thank you so much for spending your time with us um for here it's early afternoon and what time is it in new zealand um 10 30 in the morning it's great okay. oh the next day <laughs> it's it's the next yeah. day i'm in monday you're in tuesday okay <laughs> great. i'm from tuesday <laughs> yes well i hope it's a good one <laughs> oh it's awesome <laughs> wonderful thanks so much for your time sarah i so appreciate this opportunity to talk to you Thank you so much, Annie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And please check out my new book, The Girls' Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. And tune in next week when my guest will be Sharon Silver. 
Sharon is a parent educator, a coach, and the author of Stop Reacting and Start Responding. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.